today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to carry on with some discussions we had uh, yesterday about uh, LRT. And, and, of course, the story uh, is now that apparently uh, there have been some negotiations ongoing between Joe Mancinelli, who is, of course, Leuna uh, representative, the vice president of Leuna International, uh, and uh, the federal government and the provincial government about a funding source for the light rail transit project here in the city of Hamilton. Uh, yesterday, uh, Joe Mancinelli appeared on our program and uh, gave us this update. It's just managing the financial packages where we're at right now. I think that both federal and provincial governments are prepared to fund, you know, albeit the federal is saying a little bit more than the province. We haven't given up on pushing the envelope to make sure that the contribution from the province and from the federal government are as high as they could be. Which was news to an awful lot of people on city council, as a matter of fact, a lot of folks down at City Hall, uh, that these uh, discussions had been ongoing. Uh, joining us to talk about this and, and a number of other municipal issues, uh, we're pleased to welcome Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger back to the program for our mini town hall. Mr. Mayor, good morning. Good to have you back with us today. Good to be back, Bill. Thank you. I heard you commenting about, uh, at the council meeting yesterday, of course, about some of these things about the, uh, I, I was, I'm going to use the word update, but I guess this is a revelation to a lot of people on council right now that, that uh, Mr. Mancinelli was going back and forth between these two levels of government. Did you have any knowledge of this at all? Uh, I had knowledge that there were, there were discussions going on. Uh, you know, certainly wasn't party to the details uh, in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, certainly encouraged them to do that. Uh, I, I, you know, I, uh, the Premier has said to me uh, on a number of occasions since they cancelled the project that uh, they put the task force together. They've come around to believing this is the right choice for the city of Hamilton, and they're looking for ways uh, to make it happen, given their uh, their their, you know, their commitment of a billion dollars. Now, I'm, I'm uh, like Mr. Mancinelli. I think there can have an ought to be more. Uh, but, uh, you know, finding a new financial package to make this work, uh, I can't think of a better economic stimulus uh, opportunity than uh, this light rail transit project that not only has transit benefits, employment benefits for the construction of it, but long-term, uh, you know, additional housing and uh, development benefits that, uh, you know, places like Kitchener-Waterloo have already realized, or in Ottawa and, and other places have already realized, that we should be realizing here in Hamilton as well. But it, it, it's not going to happen until we get a shovel on the ground, and that's not going to happen until somebody shows up with a check. And, and to their credit, the provincial government has committed uh, that $1 billion, plus the money that has already been spent on the project up to this peak, which I, I think works out to about $1.3 billion. Uh, but, but when I asked Mr. Mancinelli yesterday, uh, Mr. Fred, I, I'm not sure if you heard the interview, uh, he I said didn't. he's been talking to the province, he's been talking to the feds, and I said, well, are they not talking to each other? And he says, not that I'm aware of. Uh, until that happens, I, I don't see a whole lot happening here. Well, that's exactly right, and that's why we continue to ask the, the, the province to tell us, uh, you know, what their game plan is. To date, they've said that they've included this as their package of uh, priority transit projects. There's five projects in the bundle that uh, from, from the province of Ontario going to the federal government. That, I understand, has been delivered, and uh, I know that I've, I've spoken to the federal government uh, and ministers on several occasions, including the prime minister, and I've made no secret about that about, uh, you know, pot potentially looking at some additional funding from the federal government to make this project work. And so, uh, you know, these discussions have been happening for quite some time. Uh, I, I know that, uh, you know, the province really needs to be sitting down with the federal federal government, uh, whether it's the Minister of Infrastructure or Minister McKenna or, or uh, you know, Christian Freeland, who's uh, Deputy Prime Minister. Uh, you know, we've all had conversations, but we need direct conversations between the province and the federal government to come to terms with uh, what, what level of investment they're both going to make to make this project work. 
Uh, I am grateful for uh, for Leuna and the effort that they're putting into this. They've uh, they've really put uh, a stake in the ground in terms of continuing to want to try to find a way of making this project work. I know the community at large, you know, based on the last election, I think people understand that this is great benefit for the city of Hamilton. So I, I give them a lot of credit for for not not giving up on this project, and they they've certainly brought the province around to. You know, back to saying that the LRT is the best choice for the city of Hamilton, which, you know, has we've had that answer multiple times now. Every time there's been a, been a reassessment of this project, the, the same answer comes back. The best investment that the city could make, the city, the province, the federal government, or whatever the package is, could make for transit, for housing development, for uh, economic uplift, uh, is LRT in the city of Hamilton. So. That's that's been a long journey for the province. Uh, you know, they canceled this project on a on a different you know view, and, and now have come around to uh, you know agreeing that, uh, that that LRT is the best option. So that's a victory, and uh, we need can, we need to build on that victory. And uh, if if we can get the federal and provincial governments to sit down and work out issues, they're they're both looking at economic stimulus opportunities. Uh, I can't think of a better one for the city of Hamilton than one that's already planned, already designed. Uh, virtually it needs to be procured, and then uh, it, can, it can be ready to go. Brilliant. Well, uh, pressure's on the federal government, I think. I mean, they've, they've got a pony up. They've been talking the talk here for the last little while, and everybody's saying wonderful things about it. Uh, but they know as well as anybody else that nothing happens until you present the check. So let's see what that happens. The other element, though, I wanted to ask you about, which I talked about with uh, Mr. Mancinelli yesterday, uh, is operating costs, so the, the, the annual cost of operating a system like this. Uh, right. The government, the provincial government's estimate is about $40 million a year. I know you disagree with that number, but whether it's 5 or 40 or whatever it is, somewhere in between, uh, somebody's got to foot the bill for that. Uh, and it seems as if neither the feds nor the province seem interested in that, uh, which means it may well fall to the taxpayers of the city of Hamilton. Are you comfortable with that? Well, that that was a part of the original agreement that we uh, that the city of City Council actually agreed to uh, that said that uh, we were we were prepared to cover the day to day operating of the system uh, when it uh, when it's instituted. Uh, you know, and I, we don't have to look far for the examples of uh, what that cost is. And you know, the estimates of forty million dollars are way off the rails. All you need to do is look to Kitchener Waterloo. Their their uh, line is uh, very similar to uh, to Hamilton's line. It's about fourteen kilometers as well. Uh, they've, uh, they've got the same amount of stops and trains, and uh, their their operating cost, I believe, is 5.5 million on an annualized basis. That uh, that that is not new, you know, a, a rocket science news. Uh, that number has been out there all the time. The estimates in Hamilton have been in the five to six million dollar range right from the very beginning. It's been in, in all the reports and all the documentation that we've been provided, uh, you know, right from the beginning of this project. And so this is not uh, this is not a deal breaker in any way, shape, or form. I know that the opponents keep focusing on that issue, uh, but it's not a realistic issue to, uh, to have to worry about. Uh, and you know what? And the the uh, the economic uplift and the fare box more than covers that five five or six million dollars that uh, that uh, it would cost to operate that uh, that system. And for Hamilton, compared to other communities, uh, you know, I can tell you, Kitchener Waterloo actually. Uh, increase their taxes to come up with their share of the funding to make their transit system go and they've had nothing but benefit as a result and they've increased i mean two and a half percent per year for a number of years the taxes uh, that uh, the constituents had to pay to, uh, to to fund their line ottawa is doing exactly the same thing 
They're paying 30% of the overall capital cost as well as 30% of the life cycle and maintenance costs, and they're adding that to the tax base. Why? Because they see the longer-term benefit and the return on investment that comes with it. In Hamilton, we've been blessed that virtually uh, the uh, the province has said uh, at the outset that uh, this is going to be 100% funded, capital-funded, and life cycle-funded by the province or others. Uh, that is still the mantra that is uh, before the federal and provincial governments today. That is why the UNA is uh, particularly interested in being a partner in this, and they've agreed that they don't want any of the fare box, and they, they also understand that the operating cost is in the order of 5 to $6 million per year. So it's not a barrier in any way, shape, or form. And I know that that's the only area that the, uh, that the opponents can, can dig at, but uh, we, we, we know that once they procure this number, as they did in Kitchener-Waterloo, uh, that's, that, that the number was about $5.5 million day-to-day operating. Uh, we'll leave it for there now until uh, we, we get some number crunching from the federal government. And as I say, I think the ball's in their court now. But i, I got a couple of other things, Mr. Mayor, I want to talk to you about in our, our time here this morning. Uh, I mentioned breaking news. We just found out about this this morning, of course. Uh, the Ford government is now giving municipalities uh, $500 million to deal with the ongoing pressures of the pandemic. Uh, Finance Minister announced that just this morning. It's a, it's a rather complicated formula here as to how much money everybody's going to get. It's, it's going to be allocated based on a combination of a base amount using... Uh, the impact, of course, the Property Assessment Corporation data, and also based on the proportion of provincial COVID-19 cases uh, from January and February of, of this year. Uh, so I don't know what the mathematical calculation on that, but it looks like you've got more money coming to you. And I would think if it's going to be based on COVID cases as well, uh, we should probably be in, in store for, I, I would think, a significant amount of money from the province here. Uh, badly needed money, I would think, given the fact that you just went through your budget. Yeah, so so you know this uh, the, the COVID-related expenses and uh, and the impact of COVID uh, you know doesn't just end uh, at the end of this year. So we certainly got uh, last year's uh, uh, budget shortfalls uh, covered by the, uh, the by the federal government and the province. And the you know the federal government puts in about eighty percent. The province puts in about twenty percent. Uh, you know any additional dollars is welcome. Uh, you know the impacts are going to continue. It probably will continue well into twenty twenty two. Uh, you know the uh, the economic recovery from all of this, even even when we get everyone vaccinated, and that that's certainly looking a lot better now than it has in the past. So more people will get more uh, get their vaccination sooner rather than later, which is terrific. Uh, but the impacts, the economic impacts, the uh, the loss of businesses, the loss of employment, the uh, loss of revenue in terms of the transit system uh, doesn't recover. Uh, you know, in, in a couple of months, that is going to take uh, years to do. So uh, I think the, uh, that we're, we're all in this for the long haul, and I think the, the province and the federal government, government understand that uh, the impacts of COVID are going to be multi-year, uh, hopefully declining as, as we get further away from the, uh, the high point of the pandemic. But, uh, but it's going to be multi-year, and uh, additional resources are going to be required if we're going to have a successful economic recovery. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, the numbers that you did crunch. We just mentioned City Council uh, uh, was dealing with the yep. budget, and uh, it's for all intents and purposes, like it's going to be about a 2.1%. Now, that's going to vary uh, depending on which part of the city you're living in, of course. I think we've all come to realize that over the years. Uh, there was well, some discussion. The good news, the good news Go ahead. is that it's not going to vary much this year because there's no impact, impact reassessment. So yeah. it's pretty, pretty much going to be even right across the board. 
So, and I know there was some discussion yesterday about trying to dip into reserves, uh, the surplus, uh, to try to lower that more, which, by the way, I think is a dumb idea. Uh, and I, I know that it did, it did not pass, but maybe you could explain to our listeners why uh, you need that money, that $49 million. And I think you've already touched on it to a point. Because uh, th- this is COVID relief money that that forty nine million dollars, and uh, as you say, you don't know if the federal and provincial governments are going to ante up any more money for this, and the, the recovery is not going to take three or four months. It's going to take a year, maybe two or three years. That money's already pretty much earmarked for that kind of recovery, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, we're, our estimates for twenty twenty one is some, somewhere in the order of sixty million dollars of you know budgetary shortfall, based on lost revenues and. Uh, and COVID-related expenses. So, uh, you know, we're, I think it's prudent to say that uh, let's, uh, even we have not had a firm commitment from the federal and provincial governments in terms of covering uh, some of those costs. They're, the monies are trickling in on, a, on an application kind of basis. And so until such time as we, uh, we know for sure, I think it's wise for us to, to hang on to some of this COVID-related funding to cover any shortfalls uh, this coming, coming year and, and potentially the year after. So, uh, it's you know it's the, it, it, you know one-time funding is not the way you want to deal with uh, with budgetary shortfalls. If you're going to make cut, uh, reductions, you need to make cuts in services. Uh, we've managed to actually get to a two percent uh, coming from about a four or five percent as we started out, and uh, that's a successful I, I think outcome. Given that we have increasing costs as well, we have increasing labor costs and negotiated agreements. And construction costs are continuing to go up, which tend to go up uh, a little higher than the cost of living index. So I think this is basically a caretaker maintenance budget, but uh, we're going to have to look to uh, future years uh, to ensure that we have the resources to cover up any shortfalls. And knowing that we have this uh, this surplus as a result of uh, funding that we've gotten from the uh, federal and provincial governments, uh, we better hang on to that to make sure that we can cover next year's uh, shortfall or we're going to, again, be faced with uh, having to bring that to the taxpayers. Uh, and, you know, we're looking at potentially, without any additional funds, about a 5% increase uh, just for COVID next year and a possible 9% uh, the year after, given the, the accumulated amounts that, uh, that need to be covered. So uh, those are dire numbers, and we don't want to have to pass that on to the uh, residential taxpayer. So let's make sure that we smooth out the, uh, the the funding regime and uh, the way to do that is to take that surplus and make sure that we have that available to cover off any shortfalls next year. Well, and as you've learned from uh, your time in office, obviously, is you can't count on federal and provincial governments uh, to maintain that flow of, of support money. I mean, it could be a change of government federally. And a number of things can happen here. So if you've got it in the no. bank right now, the, the common sense thing to do is to hang on to it because you're going to need it anyway eventually. Yeah, precisely. And uh, you know what? You, you, you know, LRT is a good example of what a change in government can do. Uh, so there's no assurance that uh, that if there is a change in government, that we're going to you know be guaranteed any uh, you know additional resources coming forward. So a bird in the hand at this point, knowing that we are going to have shortfalls next or this year. Uh, th- this is the best way for us to make sure that we've got that covered, so that we don't have to pass it on to taxpayers. Uh, so much more I'd like to touch on, but our time is, is very tight. Uh, we wanted to get into COVID and Hamilton's program and rolling out, uh, but uh, we'll have to do that another time, Mr. Mayor. I, I know it's busy for you today as well. Thank you so much for the time, and uh, we will talk again soon. Bill, I appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, for the time, and have a great day.
You too. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger with our mini town hall. And that announcement about more money from the uh, provincial government is, is welcome news, obviously, because of some of the stuff that's going on, COVID-related. And that means transit, of course, because let's face it, people aren't taking transit as much as they used to. So revenues are down in just about every capacity uh, for, uh, for the municipalities. And it's not just a Hamilton problem. This is happening uh, right across the country these days. So uh, we'll get a final amount, I guess, from the province uh, shortly about how much of that is actually going to be allocated to this city and to London and, and to all the other communities here in the province the bill kelly show weekdays from nine to noon on 900 chml